Hello, I'm John Bradbury from the EMA's People Experience team, and um, this is another episode of the podcast series that is looking at the dynamic workplace and looking at the impact of some of the changing working patterns that there's been brought on in the last two and a half years and what organisations have done uh, in order to make sure those are effective and productive for them. I'm really pleased that in this episode, uh, we've got uh, the Chief Executive Officer of uh, Griffiths Equipment Limited, um, Gemma Collins, uh, today. And, um, well, I think in the first instance, maybe if Gemma introduces herself and talks a bit about the business. Yes. Hi, John. Thank you for having me here today. Yes, I'm Gemma Collins. Um, I run Griffiths Equipment Limited, and we're based in Mount Wellington, Auckland. Now, Griffiths has been operating now for 45 years. Um, it was predominantly a family-run business, so got a, had a, a great family-type culture there. Um, we're part of the Brown and Watson International Group based in Australia, who are, are owned by GUD. Now, GUD specializes in automotive aftermarket primarily, and at Griffiths Equipment, we're in that same space, but we're also in the accessory space, so, so we provide parts um, for all things automotive and all things marine around the whole of New Zealand. So we're distributors primarily with a 6,000 square metre warehouse in Mount Wellington. And um, we've got 43 um, steam team members that work there and we've got 17 that are out and about um, working through the country. So, um, so yeah, I'm really pleased to be here today. Oh, thanks, Gemma. Yeah, that sort of picture of, of what you do is, is really interesting. What I uh, what really first came to my attention about about Griffiths Equipment is um, you had entered our Epic Employers campaign yes. with with some videos which were about staff yes. and the staff speaking for themselves about what it was they liked about working at Griffiths Equipment. And then um, a couple of my colleagues went went to your offices to sort of celebrate um, that. And they came back to me and they were so excited about the culture that you had at Griffiths, Griffiths Equipment. Um, so I'd actually like to start by asking you about how would you describe the culture there? And does that reaction surprise you? Yeah, no, I, th- I think, you know, obviously I run the business, so I think the culture is great. <laughs> um, but that's not to say we have had our culture measured, so to speak, um, through, through GUD. Um, they run a, a, an engagement survey every year. And um, when I first arrived there, our engagement was already at 83%, which is, is fantastic. I, I think 75% is classed as a, a sort of world-class class business. Um, and, you know, with my predecessor having been there for 43 years in a family-based business, I really thought, how am I going to better this? So um, after two months, we were at 84%. And recently, just in, in April, we had our um, most recent 2022 survey and we got 93%. So I think um, what that's really helped me to see is everything we've been doing, particularly in the last year, particularly through COVID as well and how we've run the business is really starting to pay off. Um, inclusive, inclusivity um, and diversity is very important to us all at, at Griffiths and, of course, GUD and BWI. And that's one of the things that's really important to me. You know, every single person in my team, you know, we all know each other, um, you know, on a personal level. And I, I totally go out of my way to, to get to know people personally. Um, during COVID, 
we all got to know each other quite well because of the staff shortages and obviously with working from home and things like that, we, we actually had to separate ourselves into, into bubbles to make sure we could continue running the business during that time. And that really gave us an opportunity to get rid of any, any sort of differences with, with them and us, you know, the people from the office and the people in the warehouse. And we are truly one, one big team. And there's not any, all of us in the office can now easily work in the warehouse. You know, I've got a national sales manager who can drive the forklift, customer services manager who unpacks containers. You know, we've all just knuckled down and come together as a team. And, and that's really paid off that the, the, our DC team, the warehouse team really respect us for, for, for coming and joining them and vice versa. We respect them even more because we now know what they do day to day in that warehouse. And without them, we don't have a business. So that's um, really the, the message we, we sing every day. Mm. Fantastic. So you've got this this multi-skilled workforce, it sounds like, with some yeah. people doing some, uh, or able to do some roles that you wouldn't have expected. Mm -hmm. um, and um, just remind me, you said your engagement has now reached 94% in terms 93. of... 93. 93%. 93%, yeah. okay. Yes. Then maybe maybe next year you can get to 94%. <laughs> um, so that's, that's really interesting to have actually been able to uh, take those things forward during during COVID, um, and the piece that was that was mentioned to me was that what you had done during COVID was move to some alternative working patterns. Yes, T tell me how that how that came about and what they were. Yes, so so during the second major New Zealand lockdown in August, um, we found we started to struggle, not so much with 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 team sickness, but we soon found that. Um, you know, we had team members that were actually worried about coming to work, even though they were entitled to come to work because we were classed as an essential business. They, you know, I had some that instantly took holiday, some that asked me whether they could have two weeks off because they were they were frightened. So we soon found that, you know, we were short staffed and it was starting to affect our business. So just so um, you know, we, we supply not only... Um, the, the big automotive retailers of this world, but also OEMs, so original equipment manufacturers and, you know, the police cars, ambulances, fire engines, and also all the fleet vehicles delivering food during COVID. We supply those. So we were in essential service again, and we had to get product out. So the only way we could do that was, you know, I remember having a chat with my customer services manager on the phone, and he was saying, the orders just aren't going out the door. I don't know what we're going to do. And I said, well, we've got no choice. We're all going to have to come in, knuckle down and get the orders out. You know, if I've got people working from home, they're just going to have to come in and work in the warehouse. And so by default, we sort of fell into one, bringing all the team into the warehouse and training people because health and safety, absolutely vital. So we had to make sure all of the office team were trained very well. But then we decided to split the shifts because we needed to make sure we'd got this continuity of resource and were able to continue delivering to our customers, particularly in you know, the essential services area. Um, so we split the team in two and we had a team A and a team B. And um, we had A for awesome and B for brilliant. Um, and I, I looked after team B and one of my colleagues looked after team A. And um, we, we went to a three-day shift pattern. So we did three days on, three days off break. 
And so across a seven-day period, so in total across seven days, you worked four days, but you got paid for working five days. That, that's how we did it. And, and that was the way that, you know, we could get people past the working weekends, which they hadn't been used to working before. And, and also um, feeling like the, you know, the camaraderie was fantastic. I think everyone really enjoyed coming to work during that time. I know many people were locked down and, and, and couldn't go to work, whereas, as, whereas we could, um, which was fabulous. Uh, but it, we really had a good rapport going on and the atmosphere was great. Um, we did start an hour earlier. So our typical hours are eight till five, but we started seven till five. Um, which meant you were in effect doing four and a half, four and a half days a week, but within four days. Um, and the general feeling across the team was everyone loved it. Um, these are all the positive things. You know, ev everyone really enjoyed uh, having the three days break. We made it fun on the days when people came in, like we always had some sort of morning tea, whether it was a bowl of fruit and muffins. There was always something there for everyone. Um, you know, the, the, the team building, uh, working, I, I mean, one of the girls on the dispatch bench told me after I'd made my third mistake that she didn't want me on her team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we were able to have those sort of jokes and, and um, getting to know each other. And the efficiency went through the roof. You know, we knew what we had to get out that day. And between us, by hook or by crook, we, we managed to do it. The, the only real downside was we did have um, some people who just couldn't do the weekends, which, which fair enough, you know, they've got family commitments or, um, you know, we have a lot of um, community people and they had, they had things that were happening in their communities those weekends. So, so it looked fine, but overall it worked very well. And we operated like that from, I think it was from September the 1st, right the way through to, to December the 1st. So it was only on December the 1st we decided we were going to bring the whole team back together again. And there was quite a bit of resistance. Some people couldn't wait. Some people um, really didn't want, wanted to continue doing the three days on, three days off. But we, we, we did bring everyone back together. And what we're currently working on and working with our chief people officer at GUD as well, who's got experience of all the other GUD businesses and how they're operating, is we are looking to see whether we can do a four-day week for a distribution center. So we did bring the office team back. Our office team now do do three days in the office, two days working from home. So we have introduced that flexibility. But obviously, when your main role is working in a distribution center, it's very difficult to have flexible hours. So we are looking to see whether we can do, you know, we have approximately a team of 25 in the warehouse at the moment. So, you know, any one time you could have 20 and five are on their day off and then change that every week. So everyone does a different day. So, so that's what we're looking at. And we do believe that will help us with attracting more, more team members and obviously staff retention as well. So, um, yeah, so that's where we're currently at. Right. Yeah. So, so lots happening there. It sounds like there was uh, flexibility from, uh, from the employees, flexibility from the employer. Um, about uh, work, work, how the work was done, and where the work was done, and when the work was done. Um, I think you're identifying some, benefit, some possible benefits in terms of recruitment and retention. Absolutely. And certainly, everything that we're hearing from the market and the research that that we we we, we see as well suggests that um, actually the number one question candidates ask is 
of employees of employers is what what's your policy on flexible working mm-hmm. um, so that would stand you in good stead um, it also it has become something that um, em- employee employees expect now yes. and so they, they've had they've had that maybe that was a little bit of the resistance that mm. you got when we're moving back is like well I, I now quite like this and I want to stay there yes yes so I think I think you're going to get some real real sort of benefits from that um, what I'm what I'm interested in is um, that that piece around the communication with the the team, uh, perhaps with your management team, as well as as well as the wider employee base around. We're going to make this shift, both yes. the shift you made to the the alternative working patterns, and then the shift back. Tell me about that communication piece and how that works. Yes. Yeah, so so what we did, obviously, I, I mentioned about the phone call with my customer services <laughs> manager. And I was like, we've got no choice. But obviously caught up with our leadership team, all on teams, because we were all working from home. And um, collectively, we all agreed that this was the only thing we we, we had to, could do. Mm. But our key concern was still the health and safety aspect, because mm. suddenly we're bringing all these office bodies into um, a warehouse with moving machinery and conveyors, etc. So the first thing we all obviously had to have repeat inductions for the warehouse space work all through that and make sure that everyone, depending on what station they were on, were were suitably trained. With the warehouse team, um, while while the office team were working from home, I was still going into the office. And so I, I saw most of the warehouse team every day. And I basically, we have a toolbox talk every every morning before we start work. And I, I put it to them that this is what we were thinking of doing. And um, the feedback was, we, we actually did a, a couple of scenarios, you know, we could either do, because um, we talked about doing shifts as well, doing like a night, um, an evening shift as well as a, the main day shift, um, working really long hours, you know, so so we could fit in all of our our. our Five five days into four days, um, and we so we had three options, and the third option was the three on three off, and we had a vote, and they came back saying three days on three days off, and then we put it to everyone else, back to the office team, and yeah, that was the general thing was let's try it. If it doesn't work, we we can change, but very quickly it became apparent that that this was great. Now I think it did help because. The rest of Auckland in particular was in lockdown and it was a bit of a novelty being able to go out and people weren't too worried about losing their weekend. Um, obviously, you only lost your weekend um, every third, every because th- the way it works, you know, you, you move a day every time with it being an odd number in the week. So you'd end up with three three weekends you would work in a row and then you'd be free of weekend work for another three weeks until you came round again. So we were all like really looking forward. This is my last weekend day, my last Sunday, and then I'm back on to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, so it, it did just work very well, but was helped by the fact that we were restricted with our movements. So, you know, the work in the weekends wasn't too much of a problem for, for most people. And that's why I do think, you know, going forward, if we can, if we can come up with a solution for condensing, um, you know, four days, five days into four, it will go down very well. Well, very very well. good. That's very interesting because I think the piece around the consultation, as, yes. as it were, that you did at the beginning in terms of putting options options for yes. people, um, it sounds like you acknowledge that. Um, well, there's a particular circumstance that maybe help to yes. get to, to, to get people to 
I want to do that. I mean, so that's the sort of piece around your em- employees or part of the puzzle around, around employees. Uh, what about uh, in terms of your interactions with other businesses, your suppliers, your customers? Tell us, tell us about the impact on that. Yeah. So the, the first thing we did was obviously got in touch with all of our, our suppliers and, and sorry, all of our customers and told them that we were open for business um, because we were classed as essential. But obviously, some of our suppliers weren't allowed to trade because they weren't classed as essential. But the general feedback was everyone was so appreciative of, of the fact that that we were doing this. You know, we could have said, no, we're only going to do our, our normal five days a week and we're only going to have half the team in. Um, so we could segregate people and keep into bubbles, which would have meant we would have had such a backlog with getting orders out. So we kept we kept all of our customers informed. We had regular emails that were going out to them, telling them their updates, asking them to bear with us. Because in the beginning, even the fact that we were bringing in half the team from the office, you know, we didn't know how efficient that was going to be. But very quickly, we got, we got into the swing of things. Um, and so the customers were, were great. Supplier-wise as well, we, we didn't really have too many problems. You know, we get product from New Zealand and Australia and, and other overseas countries. Um, and there was obviously the slowdown with freight, as you, you're probably aware of. So we weren't overrun with containers turning up, um, but we managed to, to keep on top of that. So, so overall... Everyone was very appreciative of the fact that that Griffiths was open for business and we were doing everything we could to to make sure we were keeping those vehicles on the road. Okay. So lots of positive sentiment, it sounds, from outside the organisation as well as inside the organisation. But, I mean, you're you're a business person. And in terms of sort of more hard, tangible business results from Mm -hmm. this, is there anything there that you could share around that? Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, our service promise is you order before 3pm and the product's out the same day. Now, during COVID, we were maintaining that. So our efficiencies were still flowing through. The team targets were being met because we have um, short-term incentives, bonuses for all our, our team members. So they were able to still keep on top of those. And um, yeah, you know, uh, the results spoke for themselves because we were able to continue continue operating. Um, so, so yeah, from that, that respect, and of course, our engagement. Our engagement, you know, 93%, we really believe it was um, all to do with us all working together as a team and, and, and coming together during those COVID months. And also our health and safety. We've got um, very good health and safety um, ratings at the moment. And again, one of the big learnings we got from having the office team come into the warehouse was we had fresh eyes looking at everything we do. And we were able to look at, you know, not just health and safety aspects of some of the tasks, you know, manual handling we do a lot of, but also the efficiencies around how we process orders and how we pack orders and, and get things dispatched. And um, f- my recollection is we had about 30, 30 single items that we were able to bring back to the table for improvements um, just from having those fresh eyes in the, in the, in the um, warehouse. And the warehouse team was so delighted. You know, when, when you're used to working in a certain environment for so long, you actually just think it's normal. But then we all come in and I'm like, these tables are too low. That screen's not in the right position. You know, why are we typing that number in when we could just scan the barcode? So we, we've, we've come up with some great, great things. 
And one of the learnings from that is we've decided as a KPI for all of our team members going forward is that everyone, every three months, office team members have to go back into the warehouse and do another day in the shoes, we call it. So they'll swap around and, and work on different stations just to keep their hand in and to maintain that contact with the, the DC team and, um, yeah, to appreciate what they're doing every day for, for keeping the business running. So you, you shifted your working patterns to, to meet a sort of immediate immediate problem and you believed there would be some benefits of doing that. Mm-hmm. You also seem to have got some spin-off benefits that you, yes. you didn't expect to expect Absolutely. to get as, as mm-hmm. well. Um, so that's I think that's... That's one of these things that often happens when you put in place any sort of change that there's unexpected consequences. So I, I've got to ask the other side of this because I'm sure some people can, might be cynical or questioning this and say, what about sort of problems that came up either that you anticipated or didn't anticipate? Um, I suppose the, the main thing that came up was people not being able to work a weekend. Mm. Um, and there was a, a whole variety of reasons there. Obviously, family time, you know. Um, that was the, the main thing. We did have some um, health and safety concerns around pickups by customers. You know, we, we normally don't have any customers pick up because we're a distributor. Um, but we, we did have lots of customers thinking it's it's a way to get their orders quickly with the way the courier systems were working out. Um, but besides that, overall, I, there wasn't too much negativity. Um, as, as I said, over, over time, people were starting to miss the other half of the team because we were bubbles and so we didn't mix. So the only time we saw each other was on a Teams meeting. And and that was another thing we used to do is every Friday afternoon, I used to run a Teams games competition. And we've any game that can be played, we were able to play it on Teams. We did everything from charades to, to bingo, um, to guess who, to treasure hunts, all sorts of things. And, and that sort of brought us together. So that that was probably the main thing. And of course, we had this um, competition set up between Teams A and Team B. And, um, you know, people were saying, I want to join Team B. Oh, no, I'm, I'm going back to Team A. You know, it was sort of that, I want to be in that team. And people saying, you know, we were even looking at sales on the day. You know, Team B had a great day team, but what's what happened, Team A? And they were saying, you've got so-and-so in your team. So um, there was that that side of things. But overall, it was, it was a great experience. We also use, um, we text message a lot. So we, we have a, a broadcast that we text across the whole group. And we were able to share, you know, successes, um, what's happening, who's working that week, what team's on, and just keep everyone communicated with at all times. And, and that worked very well. So that was another plus. But um, yeah, no, the, the, the only negativity was not seeing each other in the other teams primarily. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. The um, Those things that you've put, it, put in place then to yeah. encourage that camaraderie, uh, team dynamics between between people, uh, to keep that going. This, this sounds like a healthy comp- competition. Yes, it was. And uh, mm-hmm. I think I know which team I'd choose to be in <laughs> uh, of those teams. Um, and also I think that's, that's that piece around... Uh, the use of technology, mm-hmm. being able to use uh, the technology to foster community and foster connection b- between people, um, because 
with the move to hybrid working and people working from home more and more, that, that's an area that often comes up around how yeah. do you maintain connection and, and, and do yes, that. Yes, yes. Um, so just tell me, you know, with, with that what are the what, what things were best in terms of in, in terms of harnessing and in, enhancing connection between individuals? Yeah, I think um, the using the use of teams was mm. was fantastic. Um, we all became very proficient at it very quickly. Um, you know, we've got all we've got team members that have been in the business over forty years, so you know, aren't aren't particularly great on technology, um, but learn very quickly. That was that was the main thing. Saying the text messaging, um, we've also got you know um, our wellness, health, and safety committee. Um, we're checking in with people, so we had a lot of. We we ran an Are You Okay campaign that was big across um, New Zealand and Australia during during the COVID lockdown. We did care packs out to our team. Um, we just in all of the leadership team were checking in with with our team all, of, every day. Um, so they were probably the main technology pieces um, and the game playing. I know it might seem. You know, Friday afternoon, everyone looked forward to that game playing. Um, we had prizes, you know, vouchers and such like. And bingo, bingo went down the best. Everyone loved bingo and winning a line and shouting out house. Um, but, yeah, that, it was great. We even ran a competition, How Well Do We Know You? And we got everyone to send through some key important fact about themselves, like someone had done a bungee jump, someone had done um, skinny dipping, you know, all these sort of things. And we had to guess. We used the Cahoots. I don't know whether you've come across Cahoots. Yes. We used that um, platform for running a, um, an interactive quiz. That went really well. Yeah, that's that's great. So lots of things that I suppose made work fun yes. and helps be, build, build connection with people. Um, that focus, as well as uh, the very important side of health and safety mm -hmm. uh, that, that you talked about earlier, you're talking about the wellness side as yes. well and thinking about pe people's me mental health. And mm -hmm. that's that's clearly an, an important issue yes. during the time of COVID, but during the time of, of working away, for, away from your colleagues. Yes. So quite quite a, quite a raft of raft of things there. Um, obviously, you're part of a, a wider wider group. What, what sort of discussions happened with the wider group uh, around what, what you were doing here in New Zealand? Yeah, I mean, um, we report in. We have we call it a monthly business review. So I think they looked forward to hearing everything that was going on in New Zealand. But yeah, the support was there. Um, they were thrilled that you know we were keeping the business running. Um, the feedback that was that was coming back to them was was very very positive. Um, a couple of the other businesses, I they didn't go to the four-day week, so to speak. Um, it, this was particularly in Melbourne, where they'd all, already experienced huge lockdowns. Um, but they did they did bring the office team into their warehouses to to help with resource issues and to to improve that whole team building. So so yeah, so feedback was great. Um, just very complimentary of how we just all knuckled down and got on with the task in hand and, and everyone pulled together. Very good. Very good. So very positively seen, yes. supportive, it sounds like. And I, I, I guess fundamentally you were reporting good business results. Yes. And so that, that would help your mm -hmm. case, obviously. Um, you talked earlier about people learning some new skills. Yes. And I, I'm intrigued to meet the national sales manager on his <laughs> fork, on their forklift. Um, I just, I find it, I think that these changes in the workplace 
put demands on us as managers in terms of the skills of managers. Yes. Did you notice anything like that around building capability in that sense? Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, one of the things we, we now have is we have a full contingency plan <laughs> of a, a backup team for the warehouse. You know, if if all of the team... <laughs> Touch wood. We weren't. Um, if all of the team were, were, were struck down with with COVID or whatever, we know that we could all come in and continue the running of the business. So it's given us a great backup plan, and um, particularly you know in the times we're living in where we are constrained with re- resources. So yeah, and the great thing that I really admire about my team is everyone was prepared to just get on with it. And if they needed to be retrained, they all got retrained. So we've got two new forklift drivers um, and they're very competent. You know, we were able to get them trained during COVID and um, yeah, it's been fabulous. So you, you must talk to other other uh, senior leaders. Um, what, what, what sort of things would you say to them in terms of your experience uh, of these changes in, in in workplace, in terms of the hours and, and time that people work? What, what, would, what would be a sort of top advice for them if they were thinking about this? Oh, I think, it, yeah, it's it's reach out to, to everyone who you know has been experienced in any of these sort of different ways of working. Um, you know, our way is just one way. I'm aware of, of many other companies. We're, we're all aware of Perpetual and what they've been doing. Um, I know there's a, a trial on at the moment in the UK. I think it's a six-month trial that's happening in the four-day week again. It just just reach out, find out what, what's happening, um, find out what, what the pros and the cons are. And even, you know, like in, in our, our business, you know, we're a, a warehouse distribution centre you know, there's, there's, you, you think you can't do a four-day week in that sort of setup, but there is a, there is a way, and I think it's just really think outside the box, talk with your your team, um, get their feedback because that's one of the other things I've I've really learned is um, during our we do performance and development reviews as a business, and we do it with everyone. So I actually sat down with with the whole of the um, DC team and participated participated in their development um, reviews. And it was great just to hear their ideas, to understand any concerns they had, um, listen to their, all their suggestions. And we've learned a lot from just opening up and spending time with, with our, our people. Um, we've also got a suggestion box that's just there all day long. And we do a monthly team meeting and all those suggestions are put on the table for everyone. Some of them are no-brainers, some of them are no way, and some of them are like, why didn't we think of that before? So, um, yeah, just really encourage it. You know, um, we firm believer in we're all equal. You know, when it comes to health, safety and wellness, we are all equal. And if we can find better ways of, of working and maintaining that mental health of everyone, then it's got to be looked at. So I'm taking from that. There's no magic wand that this yeah. is this is the thing you, you you have to do. It sounds like there's a piece that's about networking and finding out what's happening and what's working with other businesses. Yes. I hear huge emphasis on uh, talking to your employees, yes. listening to what they say, and involving them in in, in, make, in the make, making the decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's taken us to where where you are now. So. Yes. Just tell me, what, what is, where, where is Griffiths uh, with, with this at the moment and what's your plan going forward? Yeah. So we're at the stage now where we're seriously looking at um, a, a more flexible 
working way for our DC team. As I mentioned before, we've already introduced a a sort of two-day flexibility for the office team. Um, and we also, within that, we say Wednesdays, Wednesdays are anchor day. So, you know, we like to get everyone back in the office for the Wednesday so we can maintain that, um, that team building and keep everyone connected. Um, but for our DC team, we are looking to see how we can accommodate that four day week. And at this stage, I'm, I'm not sure whether we're going to extend the day or, or whether we can maintain our, our usual hours. But we are definitely looking looking to to go down that path. Um, we're just working through with 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 our um, our owners and and finding the best way forward. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really good way to end. I think this conversation, that little bit of look, looking to to the future. Um, I must say that I, I think that uh, somebody should document what what you've done and uh, produce it. Uh, as a case study for MBA students, uh, perhaps in the future, to, to look at uh, not just change in an organisation uh, in this particular instance, but around change management as a whole, around all the importance of the things that, that help effect change on, on a very fundamental level for an organisation and ensure that it, it can run successfully. Um, so I'd like to thank you very much for coming along and, and sharing so much information with us today. It's been uh, very stimulating and very, very interesting. And um, uh, with, there will be further uh, uh, podcasts in this series around the dynamic workplace where we'll look at other organisations and other views uh, around what's worked for them and what and why that why that's worked. And also picking up on a range of the issues that uh, we heard from Gemma today around uh, mental health, wellness, and uh, the effect on, on management skills as well. Um, But that's the end of today's podcast.